When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hot! Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five... Four, three, two, one. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. And a fine Ballsnick Wednesday to you and yours. Appreciate you joining us. A little sleepy kind of overcast and cold Wednesday in Tallahassee. Not cold yet. Supposed to drip, dip down in there and get some cool temperatures. That's a good thing. Yeah, we were tomorrow, just talking about that the first hour. Beginning tomorrow and through the weekend. Maybe next week, buddy. Yeah, man. I One of the coldest, we were talking about Florida State, Florida, where the two programs are at, what it means, signifiers, off-season maneuvers, a return to prominence, all these things, big picture topics, because it's hard to lock in on the Louisiana game. And it just is. And and I, uh, I'm not going to, to spend too much time on it. We don't typically do that anyhow during the week as far as right guard versus this and you do it in the pregame show we get into it a little bit but Louisiana uh not the program it was under Billy Napier they have not had the same kind of success at one point like Florida State around the same time lost three straight games came out of it have since uh lost two of their last three coming into this one five losses on the year um they've lost to Rice in which they gave up 33 points. Louisiana. All I know is rice. Thank you. Lost to Louisiana Monroe. Lost to South Alabama. Lost to Southern Miss and gave up 39 points. Lost to Troy recently, 23-17. to 17. Um, They're just not the same team. They, they're not what they were, and, and we know that about the Raging Cajuns. Um, three and four in conference and uh, five and five overall. Here's your weather window for Saturday. By all means. Overcast, a high of 60 degrees, and as we're doing the pregame show, we will be emerging from a low of 38 the night before. 
So it'll be a very a nice day. Good a day. brisk morning for a spicy bloody or oh, a mimosa. Oh, all right. Come I'm on. In. I'm in. I am in. Yeah, these early games, you can get yourself in a little bit of trouble with a good old Bloody Mary. <laughs> uh but but that's why it's hard to focus on Louisiana, not the Bloody Mary, but the uh, the five and five record, the sub five hundred record. Uh, they have a, they they the Sun Belt. When you're fifth in the Sun Belt, I'm sorry, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> I can't I can't talk you up. Uh, I I was nervous when when they announced this game uh, a while back because they were the kind of team they were a lot of people's pick under Napier to go in and beat Texas. You remember that? And Bijan Robinson ran wild all over them. It wasn't competitive at all. Louisiana didn't come Louisiana uh, cost me money. Uh, all, all those things. That's why we remember it. Well, vividly. Uh they they weren't competitive. Uh and so you thought, okay, well you're not what I thought you were at all. But then they're really not what we thought they were. Uh sometime later with him having left the program and moreover some key players having left the program as well. Um, but uh, Ben Woldridge can, you know, I mean, he had a big day uh, not long ago against Georgia Southern, so we will get more into the, the personnel later in the week. So let me ask you this. Trey Benson is now at 774 yards. He's going to get to 1,000 in the next two games, but Jordan Travis will not get to 3,000 in the uh, passing yards. Was he 500 and something away? I think that's right. I think that's right. Never mind then. Well, I answered you, the question. You, had, you were ready to go. I knew that. Yeah. That's like, you know, when Trebek was three quarters of <laughs> the way through the answer. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, I listen, those are milestones, and you look for those kinds of key numbers to see where your offense is at. And if you just peruse the numbers, those two things kind of stand out about where FSU's are, uh, offensive stars are. Uh, Benson is close. I mean, we always look at 1,000 yards. That's not nothing, though. 226 is uh, that's not a gimme. Well, if they – it depends how long he plays in this game. You know, I mean, is he sitting at, you know, 170 when he comes out in this game? 150 when oh, he comes sure. out of this game? Yeah. You know, where are we at? Because I think they're going to lean into him uh, for the Florida game. And uh, this is a that's a that's going to be a rugged game. It's going to be a, uh, a hard-hitting game. And it's a short week. You know, that extra day does matter. So that's where I wonder, again, how much run he might get. If, it, if it's 10 carries, as many yards as you can amass over 10 carries, then maybe that's the plan. But you've got a stable here, and I believe that old Rodney Hill has one game left on the, uh, in yeah, the freshman campaign. Were you campaign. disappointed he didn't get in against Syracuse? Was kinda... I kind of see what they're doing. Yeah. I see what they're doing, and it's not like there's going to be a humongous drop-off when my man comes in the game, especially if he's behind some semblance of the two-deep on the offensive line. But that's a, that's a big storyline in this game is how quickly can you get up to a comfortable number in order to pull the starters off the field and rest them Every every both play matters. This, yeah, both teams this weekend, uh, Florida and Florida State, both are in a race to see how quickly they can get out to a commanding lead in order to pull starters and rest them for the big game against their rival in less than a week. That's why this game would be tricky and and untouchable from a gambling standpoint. A day early of Redemption Thursday, but that's the number was whatever. It was twenty one open up. I think now it's a twenty three and a half as of a day ago. Even if that's north of twenty four, I wouldn't touch that, and I wouldn't touch the total. Because if we, you know, call off the dogs in order to win the war or best position ourselves to beat Florida next Friday, that could have huge implications on what the final score looks like. 
Yeah, it does. I won't touch it. Uh, I'm in agreement with you on that. I'm not going to. And there are a lot of games like that this weekend, by the way. This is a minefield for sporting guys and gals. It's a weird week for me for Redemption Thursday tomorrow. Stick to with the Pac-12 games. games, the 8 o'clock and the 10-30 game. Those, the, they got to play those honest. Yeah. USC, and, UCLA, and a week early it feels like. Right, and there are a few. Yeah, there, I was going to say, there are a few uh, games where they, they have to play, where they have to play hard and it matters where they're going and all that good stuff. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I am curious. By the way, did you see? This was kind of sad. I. I wonder what's going to happen with his career. Totally. We talk about players leaving programs and opportunities to go elsewhere. You mentioned that there's always the outside chance that Jordan Travis gets asked by another team as well to go somewhere. I, I'm not saying he's going to. We don't think he's going to. But I, I wondered about a guy like Jeff Sims, and I saw where it was announced that he's going to be away indefinitely from the team. Um, looking at a some sort of medical treatment that he has to go through. Oh no, he's going to be away for a while. Um, and you know he's missed. He sprained his foot against Virginia a while back on October the twentieth. He's had you know fits and starts and all that good stuff. So, um, he they're, they're going to have to do something without him. And I I just I wonder what what happens with him. Is he done? Doesn't he have how much time does he have left in his yeah, career? No, quite he, a bit. Yeah, I was going to say, he's not close to that. That was right? the Purdy class, I believe. It just seems like eons ago is why, when you think about it. That when was Mike's that? first recruiting cycle. He said, look, you can come here if you want, but I, you know, you're not exactly a fit in what we want to do. And that's why he went elsewhere. But I hope that's not medical treatment for really serious reasons because that, that could be rehab or it could you know for the the foot or the ankle or it's the foot it's the oh, foot. Okay, it, it's okay. the foot no no i'm not trying to tell you that he's got cancer or anything okay. like that no no it's rehabbing this foot it's just it hasn't gotten better and he's struggling to to get back to full strength and that so that he's going to be doing a bunch of different i basically think he's going to be going through rehab for his foot you're right i just wondered like why would you stay if you're him well yeah who's the next coach right there's a lot. I love the offseason. When when you matter, I, this is getting to the larger point. Because we love college football, we're always going to pay attention about who goes where and why and what coaches are staying, which coaches are being fired, which coaches are available. All these Which of the assistants on the correct, staff of the coaches correct. fired are looking for a gig. Yeah. Also, which assistant coaches on your own staff are going to be plucked or right. pursued by others like we have a lot to look for this offseason that includes in the modern day we we look at roster development acquisition <laughs> uh, retention can, all that stuff. can you get a fired head coach or coordinator for cheaper because the buyout means that they don't really care about getting max dollars at the next university and that's a, also a great thing yeah I will say this, and this is just speculation on my part. I have not been told this by anybody. Uh, it seems to be pretty standard operating procedure, but you know, Mike will get that extension. He'll be re-upped. Um, I'll be very, cur very curious to see what the dollars look like for Mike, uh, partly because I think, I don't know this, but I think Mike would be the kind of coach. I mean, he's being paid handsomely right now. And he has always had his eye on the bigger picture of where he wants this program to go. And I think he's a smart guy. So if you're making $5 million a year right now, and the university approaches you about a deal, three years, four years, whatever, right? Are you, are you looking to get paid uh, you know, appreciably more than you're currently making? 
Are you in a position to even demand that? Well, I think he's at three and three quarters currently. Oh, well, he may want five. Yeah, is, yeah. is that what he's making three? Sure. 3.75, at least it's what it's listed currently. That that feels like that's going to five and a half at minimum. Well. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I would, I would say, Uh-oh. well, the university's in an interesting position here. Holding because, a Coburn here? What's going on? No, not at all. You don't want to be cheap, but, I mean, look, this is the first good year Mike's had. Um, I would I would say, and even then, it's going to be, what, 9-3, and three, we think? We hope. Uh, yeah, you got to pay the guy. You don't want him to go anywhere. But I'm wondering if I'm Mike, how much more do I want? Let's say, Okay, let's say I want five. I want to get to five for whatever. Ego, stature, whatever. But if I could deflect certain amounts of dollars to, you know, either keep an existing staff member that has been vital to the success of the organization, maybe a couple different guys, right? And or woo somebody else to add to the organization. I'm looking towards being here for the next 10 seasons, trying to win national championships. Now, I, I would assume that's his goal. I don't know. Maybe he wants to be a pro coach. I have zero idea. I've never spoken to him about this. Uh, it would be an interesting subject. I would. I mean, a lot of guys really don't feel like there's anything for them to gain by having that conversation with you as a member of the press, and certainly not publicly. So I don't know if he would even be up for having that conversation. I asked. I remember asking Jimbo Fisher many years ago. I think you heard the conversation. I did. It wasn't. I, did. I don't think it was on the record. It was off the record. But but, but you heard it right. I said to him, have you had ever had any interest in being uh, a pro head coach or an OC? I kind of asked that because I feel like in a lot of ways he'd be better off being a professional OC where guys eat, breathe, sleep, are paid to study, learn, practice football basically year-round. And it's a job. And I don't have to get to know you and coddle you or anything like that. i got to talk to you professionally. But I just need you to understand what I'm calling and why, and we'll just have this professional relationship. And that he might be better off doing that than he is trying to guide young men. But he said no. He likes college, sleepy college towns or whatever he said. He's like, no, I always preferred little college towns. I like the college feel is what, he, what his answer was. I don't know what Mike's aspirations are. He's a young coach. He's a very young coach. If I'm him, man, and, and I think he's sincere when he says that, Florida State's a special place, and he knows that. He was well aware of what Florida State represents in college football. And he's happy here, and I think he is happy here. I believe that. Um, I, I don't get a sense otherwise. I think he's very happy here. Uh, he's got his program moving in the right direction. These are, these are heady times for a young coach who's put in a lot of work, and now he's seeing it turn the corner. And, you know, Tom, you, you're a hard worker. I'd like to think that I worked hard coming into my career here. Like, we've all wanted to aspire to something and get to something, and then things change. Like, you reach a certain place, and you have to decide, where do you want to go from here? Well, if you're happy and you just want to continue to build on your successes and, and, and expand that success and, and maybe broaden it a little bit by bringing in and working with different people that can help do that, you have to be mindful of how you are parsing the money. You know, like Florida State's not a place where you can give somebody $10 million a year to be a head coach and have analysts that are making $700,000 a year. And Florida State is paying good money. Staff is not cheap. They're, they're doing a good job. But if you're Mike and they said, and I'm just using this as an example, and that's why I'll be curious about the offseason, what the numbers look like. If they said, well, well you know, I mean, because Jimmy's going to demand, and his agent's going to demand 
A lot. That's what he does. That's who he is. He's the puppeteer. That guy will probably shop him around. I mean, think about the places where his clients aren't working out and where guys do need help. This is what that guy does. He just pulls the strings. So, you don't. he's not going to give Florida State a discount. He's going to ask Florida State pay Mike Norvell a really big number, I would think. And if you're Mike, do you say to Jimmy, well, look, man, I mean, I'd like to be here 10 years. I'd like to win a national championship. I want to be an elite coach at an elite football program. Maybe we, we take a little less so that I can keep. Right. If, like, if they commit that difference in the annual yeah, contract that right. I would get. Yeah. And we spread it around to, to Alex fortify Atkins this and a couple other people. An analyst budget. Yeah. Right? In that right. when you look around at the other programs that you're fighting with and competing against in the region, which happens to be the most fertile region in all of college football for players and obviously football success. Yes, there are pockets elsewhere. Yes, Ohio State's successful. But you know what I'm saying. You gotta compete now. If you're gonna be elite, you gotta compete with Miami, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Auburn, Alabama. LSU, you're competing with all these programs for resources, assets, obviously on the field, you're competing with them. You've got to find a way to put together the best possible staff imaginary, uh, imagine uh, that you can imagine and one that can really recruit. And, you know, I'm curious to see now that you have infused stability yeah. with the success on the field this year, what do you do when you seek to grow, and it's a and it's a time where you're going to be re-upped? How do you allocate that money? So let me ask you, how much do you believe in symbols when it comes to a choice a head coach makes? Do you believe that, for example, if Adam Fuller is breaking the rock after the game against Syracuse, right, that that might be a sign of stability in the coordinator world for Florida State? Do you think that choosing him in that moment, putting him on, because you know what that's going to be? It's going to be on the recap that they have on their site. It's going to be on all their social media that night. Everybody's always asking when a win is in the books. Who's going to break the rock? Who's going to be the person tonight? People right. have, we've cut, rallied around that in the way that the turnover backpack never really took off. The rock, people like it. So that he was chosen, because Norvell could have picked Trey Benson. Well, I guess he did the previous week. <laughs> he could pick him he every could have week picked Jordan. Days. He could have picked, I mean, any number of guys. But he chose the defensive coordinator. Well, do you think that that is an issue that's uh, that's all set? I mean, because we've had that debate for the better part of two and a half football seasons. Yeah. Of is this guy going to make it? To me, if you believe in symbols, that's already finished. That's all good to go. He's I back. think I think it would be virtually impossible. Not impossible, but but pretty close to it. It'd be curious for you to move on from Adam Fuller after the season he's had. I agree. And I think that now, should be the way, but I'm just asking you well, how how much do you believe in in those symbols? I'm not going to get into should because there are a lot of things there that Oh, all right. Uh, no, no, no. What I'm going to say is the success on the field is self-evident. You're right about that. The numbers are the numbers. The scores are the scores. When you've given up three points in back-to-back -back weeks, how the hell are you supposed to? I mean, you got you can't do anything but praise the defensive coordinator. I like Adam Fuller, by the way. I like him as a person. Just talking out loud here, and I think he knows really knows football. I think for Florida State to get where they want to go and compete for national championships, he's going to still somewhere along the line 
have to tweak his coaching staff. This is an ongoing thing. It's not abnormal in the world of college football. Your organization's got to be growing. If it's not, it stagnates, and you've got a problem on your hands. You've got to always be growing, right? Always be closing. Quote one of our favorite movies. So he's looking for the best in the business. He was not in a position at all to, I mean, dangle jobs or opportunities out to elite coaching, uh, well, members of the coaching community, uh, because he had no stability. We know for a fact that they offered a job to a certain wide receivers coach who basically was like, I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I'm not coming down there. I don't, I'm not so sure you're going to be there in an hour, let alone the next two years. Yeah, I'm good, right? So that kind of lets you know in that moment where you stood. There was no stability at Florida State. Now there is. There is stability. Mike ain't going anywhere. In fact, he's about to get extended. That's the point. That's the crux of this conversation. But it doesn't mean that you still don't need to add guys or subtract guys to make your operation that much better and more efficient in the world of recruiting. I think that specifically high school recruiting, they could be doing better. I think we would admit that there are guys that are maybe good at their job but not elite recruiters. So you've got to You've got tough decisions to make. You, you, you know, I'm not saying he's going to go in there and be like, after they go, let's say they go 10-3 and three after a bowl win. I don't think he's going to go in there and be like, yeah, I'm firing five guys here or I'm bringing in five. I don't think it's that. I'm not trying to imply that. But it might be a couple. It might be a couple. And I don't think one of them is going to be Adam Fuller. So That was it. That was the question, yeah. Yeah, I don't think one of them is going to be Adam Fuller. I, I do think there will be somebody on the uh, – maybe two play, coaches, maybe two, that – Take it on down the road. Pursue other opportunities. And that opens the door for Mike to hire somebody who perhaps in those situations are a little bit more dynamic on the recruiting trail. You've always got to be getting better. It's a, it's a breath of fresh air. It's not foreboding or ominous to have these conversations. It's a, it's a, to me, it's a snapshot of a program that's on the come. To me, it's a snapshot of a program that has greater stability than it's had in six years. It's a program that is on the cusp of being nationally very relevant again, if it's not already. And it's a program that has opportunities in the next two, three years to take an even bigger step forward. And why do we want that beyond the fact, yay team? Well, man, we don't want to be here anymore. We're tired of this sorry-ass league. You have got to position yourself to get out of this league or to be in the best position possible to be asked to leave this league if those possibilities are to come about, which we think may very well happen in the not-too-distant future. So there's a lot, a lot to think about as you take a step forward. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply 
Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Kevin writes, hopefully we expand our off-the-field slash analyst staff more this offseason. Well, they've continued to do it. They've recognized the importance of it. They have added uh, members to the organization uh, each of the last couple of seasons, and I think that there will be more offerings in that regard. Um, And also, let's not forget the very tangible effects of winning. It is very important. It's not just that it makes you and I feel good and it elevates the stature of uh, Florida State in the rankings. It all means a lot more money. It floods into the program. You know, we could get into a very long conversation about the many things that went wrong with Florida State's athletic department um, on the heels of a lot of setbacks but most notably, the losing on the football field led to a situation in which David Coburn had to come in and play the role of a heavy. Now, there were other factors. That wasn't the singular factor, but it was the singular biggest factor to Florida State having to cut a budget in mass for athletics. It was too dependent on football's success. Again, this is a bigger, larger conversation. I'm not going to get into it here. It is nuanced, and there are a lot of opinions on this. I've got a pretty good handle on a lot of this because of how long I've been here covering the program and the people that I've spoken to over the many years of doing so. And you weigh all of it from the coaches to the administrators. Um, You know you can come up and paint a picture pretty easily of what was going wrong, what went wrong, what, what it led to directly and all those things. But here's, here's my point. If you start to win games and we are, the money comes flooding in. This is a fan base um, that was beaten down with these failures. And it is also a very remote location. So we suffer during these down years more than our rivals do. It's hard to get to Tallahassee. We all know that. We all know the geography of this situation also hampers Florida State's endeavors. But that those, those problems tend to be amplified when people don't have an actual reason to come see you play. They tend to be ignored, the geographical dilemma. Tend to be ignored when you give people a reason to come see you play. It's that simple. You boil it down to that. If you're winning, they will come. Now, we're not so bad off as, say, Miami, where they'll make the excuses, well, you can. there's other things to do here. Yeah. The, the, the truth is, yeah, when Florida State struggles, they really do struggle in that they get 55000 50000 as opposed to 77000 and all of the merchandise that is sold, all the concessions that are sold, all the money that's infused into the city, all these things that then in turn is funneled back into the program in a lot of ways. So now 
now you start winning and the money starts coming in and it does change I think the administration's willingness to um, to aggressively pursue excellence and if that means upping the ante for salaries and staff and all it, it, it'll happen more readily it, it just doesn't happen when you're losing period you know there's those and and you do the chicken or the egg thing when that goes on because anybody that's new that comes in says wait a minute now you're not going to give me what I need to be able to get this thing turned around. Well, then we're going to be in the same position three years from now, but it's a fine balance. Here's what I do know. It's getting turned around. They're winning games. Now he's going to get more of what he wants. They have the opportunity and the revenue streams that continue to grow. Yeah, that's something that we've got to get used to is there's always going to be a serious conversation. No matter what part of growth or decline you're in, as a program, there's always going to be a serious conversation. And the serious conversation now is how much money do you have for a coach's budget? How much money do you have to extend the head coach? Is the head coach ever going to entertain options from other schools in Power Five? And his coordinators, ditto, are they going to be entertained for head coaching positions in Power Five or Group of Five as this whole organization moves upward? And the new serious conversation to this era of college football, we haven't been good in this area yet, No, is how robust is the windfall of a winning season for the collective? And how does that impact the budget? We've always talked about it from the boosters' yeah. perspective, but never had a chance to talk about it from the collective's perspective. So these are the things now, as you're trying to empire build in this era of college football, there's not just one tower that you got to build up to the sky. There are multiple towers that had to be growing and building and amassing new stories to them at the same time every football season. You know, somebody noted it in the chat here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this up just because I actually would argue it will not matter, and it hasn't mattered before. It only matters when you're bad. Um, the, the person in the chat, I want to get back to the chat. Sorry, I had to pull up the schedule. Uh where it was, where it was, where it was, Tom. Somebody said that basically next year's schedule is booty. It's cheeks. <laughs> next year's schedule's cheeks. Got to make sure we have cheeks as a lower third. There you go. Uh, it won't matter. It won't matter because we're winning. We've had plenty of schedules, uh, home schedules that were cheeks uh, when we were good. And people flock to see good. I don't care if it's good against bad, they'll come. If you're middling, it matters. If you're middling, if you're average, what can take you over the top is a few big brand name teams coming into town. But if you're good, yeah, it doesn't matter. Hold on, I know you got the schedule, so do I. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say the dad guy's comments. Oh, okay. Which sorry. It's I don't there. have the stream up, so you yeah. That's so moving conferences will give us more revenue for home scheduling next year. Is cheeks? I changed the word at the end. Moving conferences will end all discussions that we're currently having. That's correct. I mean, this is a moot point if, in fact, we go to the SEC or the Big Ten. We're not going to the Big Ten. So if we go to the, if we go to the SEC, this is moot. And as much as it pains me to say it, I surely hope it happens that we go to the SEC sooner rather than later. I mean that's the the financial reality of our situation for this city. Yeah. Well, for yes, you get two yeah, or for, three for fan bases for all of it. Yeah. For, you know, six home games in the conference a year. 
the Big Ten might have three fan bases that come down here. The SEC, they'll have three fan bases that won't across the whole conference. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here you go. LSU, that is over there in uh, the hellhole that is Orlando. Yep, shipping it off. Would have been a great opportunity for our fair hometown. I'll go, though. I'll go because that's going to be one of the games of the year. Both programs are going to be in a good place. That's going to be a fun game. That tells you how good that game is because if it was marginally good, if yeah, it was number 22 versus number 25. The pregame show from Tallahassee is what we'd be doing. <laughs> but I'll go, and you know what? I'll embrace. I'll embrace Orlando and all that it has to offer. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Capitalism's finest right there in Orlando, Florida. Let's spend money on Dumbo. Have a good time. So here you go. You got Southern Miss at Doe Campbell Stadium, Cheeks. North Alabama, Doe Campbell Stadium, Cheeks. Miami, they are Cheeks, but they're here and people will come, so that'll be good. Yeah, a little 90-10 action. Syracuse, Cheeks. Duke, Cheeks. Virginia Tech, currently Cheeks. No, they will be. A lot of Cheeks, but that said... It will not matter at all if Florida State finishes this year 10 and 3 or 9 and 4. Won't matter. People will come, Ray. I I slightly disagree. Uh, they got to beat LSU and then they will. If, I, I think they're done waiting. I, what if they no, it, it, let's LSU preseason ranked top 10, Florida State preseason ranked top 15, top 20. Final score 31-30 LSU. They're coming. They're coming to the game. They're coming to the game. Oh, they've seen it. They've seen the corner turned. They know we're not that bunch of slappies that we've been over the last handful of years that infuse little to no hope that leave you longing. They're not that. They're fun to watch. They play a physical brand of football. That's a, Man, that's fun, fun, fun to watch. You add the funds onto the watch right there, buddy. And Mike is likable. I think I think this fan base likes Mike. They wanted a reason. They were like, come on, Mike, I like you. I just need you to win, man. All the likability in the world doesn't change the fact that I need you to win some damn games. And we were done talking about process. This was the year. We all agreed on that. We argued a little bit about what that record had to be to prove it. Was it seven and five? Was it eight and four? Was it nine and three? But games are played and Results happen for a reason, and they elicit those emotions of which I reference all the time. And the way this season has played out, there have been a really, uh, to me, there have been a lot of very, uh, uh, I guess, emblematic moments, meaning that they're emblematic of good things ahead. I think you can look at a watershed action. Little, yeah, these water, good, good call, Tom. Little watershed moments where you're like, okay, well, that that's different. That's very different. Yeah, man. You got to brand it that way. You got to get aggressive and say, "Welcome to Blowoutsville, USA." <laughs> do that. Well, for that home schedule, come on, those six games. Come watch us beat the bejesus That's it? out of North Alabama this Saturday, November the eighteenth. Yep. With a special concert, Travis Tritt. There you go. Yeah, I know. Get I your know. three game cheeks package today. <laughs> 
Three cheeks for a dollar. Three cheeks to the wind. <laughs> well, we get a chance to do something that uh, I did and I'll never forget, and that is to travel to Pittsburgh, PA, to see Florida State take on the Pitt Panthers. And uh, last time uh, it was the uh, the Jameis debut and the, oh, my goodness, what do we have here? And to hear, and I'll never forget it, and I'm sure that that older gentleman has passed on, but at least he got to see the great Jameis Winston. He and his son, rooting for Pitt, had been for clearly 40-plus years. Who the hell is this kid? <laughs> Only they didn't use hell. <laughs> All right, so honest question. Yeah. These six games next year. The home, home games. Slate, the home games. Yeah. Southern Miss, North Alabama. Cheeks, cheeks. Miami, Syracuse. One cheek. Duke, Virginia Tech. Cheek, cheek. What should be the average margin of victory in Tallahassee oh, next year? Are we projecting wins for games yes. against Duke and Virginia Tech? Are we not past? Uh, do we not have a watershed moment? We had a watershed moment, but I don't know who's coming back. Hey, Biotech could turn a corner next year, buddy. They could be the what us. What corner? They could be the us. A two-corner alley. New coaching staff. They could be the us. The average margin of victory should be over 20 points yeah, for sure. those six games. That's fun. Why not come on down and watch the ass kicking? There, there you go. That's right. your pitch. Come on down and watch watch the ass kicking. That's right. You just open up your season ticket package, right, when they, when they mail them to you, and then it's just a pop-up of Cheeks. Like the old pop-up books. Um, hmm. Average score. I don't know. I, North Alabama. Did you know North Alabama were the Lions? What a ridiculous name. What, what? Think about this. Lions in Alabama. What are you doing? You'd be better off making up an animal. Yeah, just, just call make one up. The lion possums. Let's well, leave strange. lions out of it altogether. It's a lion head with a possum body. That's strange. Cool. Be the North Alabama platypus or something. Like, I don't, what's the point? Lions. Yeah. It's a platypi. I think it's the platypus. Just straight up. Look at all the like, platypus. Yeah, sounds right. Just like look at all the moose. Mm. There'd be another one. That makes no sense. The North yeah. Alabama moose. You're better off. It feels like you'd be more likely to see a moose in Alabama North than a lion. The fighting moose. Welcome in the Fighting also, Moose of North Alabama. Young, if you're a younger program, any new program that's come about here in the last 20 years, or pro, I'm not, I'm just saying any program, we need to stay away from eagles and tigers and lions and get get the hell out of here with that. Come up with something better. Shouldn't LSU have changed their name just to the Bayou Bengals instead of the Tigers? Might mess with their fight songs and stuff, but I, it's way cooler. The LSU Bayou Bengals. I like that. I I don't. They don't bother me, because they're from Louisiana, and you can say Tigers. Right, and because of the fifty yard line art, it's which is awesome. the best in, in the sport. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. But you got if you're if you're at a wherever you are, wherever you're located, if you want to name your team after a animal, make it an animal that lives there that is native to the area that is frequently seen the hell we doing tigers the purple serpents mm. <laughs> the purple serpent there you go <laughs> oh that's good the fans just hiss it's like its own version of the cowbell in starkville 
It's, it's third and long. It's third down here. In the stands. That's kind of cool. That would be cool. Yeah. That wouldn't be bad. But no, yeah, when I saw, I didn't realize that. Oh, because why would I? But I saw North Alabama's on the Lions. What are we doing here, guys? This is not what we do. All right, sorry, but it won't matter. The, the original point was this, and I, I do want to say this: it will I'm not. I'm not calling the Dari Nokas. <laughs> it will. It will not matter. And why is Dari Noka always? Well, North Alabama made him their <laughs> as their mascot. I just remember laughing when that all of the new SEC network stuff happened. We had where such are a the blast. Teds? <laughs> The Dales and the Teds of the oh, world. Oh, Dale, you Dale. never rolled that one out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Why can't it be Dale Smith calling the game this weekend? Why is it always Dari Noka? I mean, I don't – it just bothers me a little. Dari Noka. I mean, does he seem a little different from, say, a Dale? I mean, you know, I, know what I'm saying? I like the Doran guy from Florida. <laughs> well, he's Chris. He's Chris Doran. That's right. Yeah, he, well, he knows what he's talking yeah. about. Of course he does. He's Chris. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. <laughs> Wrapping it up, Tom, get yourself a hockey bet ready. While I tell all the fine folks about my friends at Tallulah. Best CBD products, very, very friendly staff, a relaxed atmosphere. It's a good place, and you learn a lot. Every time I go in there, I learn something new with that welcoming environment. You're not afraid to answer questions. They'll help you out, you know, with, like, I... I wanted to know more about CBD and how it helps you. And I wanted to know more about the the pod that I eventually floated in, what it was supposed to do. And they don't shy away from this stuff. Talk to you about the mushrooms as well. THC products, CBD products, they're not all the same. You guys go in there thinking, oh, this is where people go to get high. Some. But others, it's not about that at all. Not everything is uh, psychedelic in nature at all. So, And, by the way, the juices. Loving me the juices. I get one, I don't know, two, three times a week. Tasty. They've got this one, like, I like sour, anything sour. They've got a sour apple one, Tom. Forget about it. It's delicious. It's got to bite back, right? Yeah, it's got to bite back. It's like a vinegar on a sub. Lots of vinegar. Soak it. All right, tell me about your uh, your pick here. Well, you don't like to bet against a streak, correct? Isn't that one of the uh, no, adages in Vegas? Well, that's one of the adages, but it just depends on... Well, anyhow, go ahead tell me what you think. It, well, if you live by that. Mm, I don't. Buffalo has lost six in a row to fall to seven and nine. It was, whoa, break up the Struggle Sabres. Struggle bus. They are, they're traveling to Ottawa tonight. So you could take the Senators at minus 170 on the money line, which is a little expensive. That is a little... Or if you want to lay the goal in a half, it's a plus 150. A little bit more fun. Now you're pulling for an empty netter. I'll tell you the one I like, though, which is the 10 o'clock game. Edmonton's got it together a little bit. They're starting to play a more complete brand of hockey. 
So you could you could get them what I believe to be a pretty good discount at home against the Los Angeles Kings minus one forty five. Okay, all right. I like it. I like it. You know, we are moving into the arena of professional football games, shifting days, projections for wild card rounds, and all that stuff. We're getting into college basketball betting, NHL betting, the NBA. A lot of other things, and it's a it's a good and bad with that, right? It makes us sad on the one hand because most of our time uh, talking about the sporting world is, at least in this town, college football, college football, more college football, sprinkling of NFL football. But now you got to you got to broaden the horizons. You got a game like the Cowboys, who, by the way, another big play for the Cowboys, are favored over the Minnesota Vikings. What in the world on the road? What is Vegas trying to tell you? That Cooper Rush is going to start? You think so? Uh, I mean, I mean, I know they say he's been a better player this year. I know. I was just going to say, like, was there something that I didn't hear about? The half punchline. It's a good punchline, but I thought, like, maybe he's right because I can't think of another plausible reason that the Dallas Cowboys would be favored on the road at the Minnesota Vikings. Emotional gut check win? Let down spot? Yeah, this is weird. Dallas is going to win that football game. Dallas. Vegas has told you that Dallas is going to win the football game, and so it will be. The Vikings have won seven straight, just beat the Bills 33-30 to in one of the most exciting football games in the history of the NFL. They won outright as six-and-a-half-point road dogs, and the line opened as roughly a pick em. It moved all the way up at one point to Dallas by two-and-a-half. It's down to Dallas minus one. The public is absolutely stunned by this line, and I have to admit, I don't like grouping myself in that category, but I'm with the public. How, how did we get here? They're begging you. Tom is hitting on this. They are begging you to grab Minnesota. Just as they did Arkansas against LSU last weekend, and even with a backup quarterback, who the hell covered? Arkansas did. They, they have... They have screamed from the mountaintops as Las Vegas. Take Minnesota. Please take Minnesota at home. Come on, public. Throw all your money in at Minnesota. And we have learned over the years that when it looks too good to be true, it usually is. I guess Dallas has some value as a contrarian favorite. 31% of the bets. Maybe uh, Minnesota hit the... The town, the bustling nightlife of Buffalo, New York, they after the game was over. A lot over. of time to recover. Jesus. Yeah. It, the, Maybe it was a two-day bender in Buffalo. Who I, knows? I, Went str- to the parking lots. It is strange to me, by the way. Like, uh, look at the rest of the numbers. Philadelphia's favored by six and a half over the Colts. The Jets at New England. The Patriots are favored by three. The Bengals are favored by four and a half at the Steelers. Kansas City's favored big over the injured Chargers. Like, I'm going through all they these other games. They could be resting some players. Here's, here's the conspiracy theory with the last 40 seconds of the show. But Minnesota does play on Thanksgiving. So maybe there is some rest decisions that they're making? Well, it's a fun time of year. And our friends at Tallulah, sponsor the segment, will we'll be coming with some more games here that uh, get off the beaten path of college football and into some other realms. Tom gave you a hockey one tonight. Good work out of you, Thomas. Good work, Director Matthew. And thanks to all of you, as always. Be well, be kind, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on a Redemption Thursday. Looking forward to it.